0: What is the ROI of influencer marketing? Would you believe that even those involved in influencer marketing are still challenged by this question? In fact, today's guest's company did a survey and only 30% of CMOs in their survey answered that they knew how to collect accurate ROI data from the influencer marketing channel. Today, my guest is going to teach you how to precisely measure the positive effects that influencer marketing can have for your business on this episode of the Your Digital Marketing Coach podcast.
1: Digital, social media, content influencer, marketing, blogging, podcasting, vlogging, TikToking, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, SEO, SEM, PPC, email marketing. There's a lot to cover. Whether you're a marketing professional, entrepreneur or business owner you need someone you can rely on for expert advice good thing you've got Neil on your side because Neil Schaefer is your, your digital, digital marketing marketing coach. coach helping you grow your business with digital first marketing one episode at a time this is your digital marketing coach and this is Neil
0: Schaefer Hey everybody, Neil Schaefer here. I am your digital marketing coach and welcome to my podcast. Obviously, I wrote a book on influencer marketing, The Age of Influence, and it's a topic that surprisingly, I don't really talk a lot about on this podcast because there's so much to talk about. So it was a real pleasure to be able to interview Sana Odmark. Now, Sana is the head of marketing for Cure Media. They are an influencer marketing agency out of Stockholm, Sweden. For those of you that read The Age of Influence, you'll know that I think there were as many influencer marketing case studies from Europe in that book as there were from North America. It's a place that has been very active with influencer marketing. And as you'll hear from Sana, they've seen a lot of successes. And well, you know, we're going to be talking about things like why measuring the ROI of influencer marketing can be tricky, those common mistakes when marketers measure influencer marketing, how to avoid them. And really, we're going to be talking about how to measure not just the direct results, but beyond the direct results. And it was really great to get a confirmation from Sana and her company in everything that I talk about in the Age of Influence, which is the case for a long-term approach to influencer marketing. By the way, you might hear some trains in the background. Just on a personal note, I am still in Tokyo, Japan, but... In, well, less than 36 hours, I will be done with my two-week quarantine. So I am really excited. Don't know if you can hear that in my voice, but I wanted to record this in my hotel room, which faces the Yamanote-sen or the Yamanote line, the main train line here in Tokyo. So you might be able to hear those trains. And well, and if you've ever been to Tokyo, you might remember uh, those sounds yourself. So, hey, (laughs) that's just a side note. Without further ado, let's get to today's interview with Sana Odmark.
1: You're listening to Your Digital Marketing Coach. This is Neil Schaefer. Hey,
0: everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Your Digital Marketing Coach podcast. For those that know me, having written a book on influencer marketing, the age of influence, influencer marketing is something that's very, very critical today to the success of not just social media marketing but also the entire digital marketing of an organization that's why whenever i have a chance to interview people that are experts in the field it's a real pleasure and a treasure i hope it provides of information to you my listeners so today i'm really excited to have someone here from the other side of the pond over in europe her name is sana odmark she is head of marketing at cure media and they are based in sweden and for those that read my book you know that probably as many case studies of successful influencer marketing campaigns came from Europe as they did from North America. Europe is a place where influencer marketing has, they've always been at the curve or ahead of the curve. So I'm really excited today to dive deeper into that, to provide a little bit different perspective and specifically about how we go ahead measuring success in influencer marketing. Sana, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you so much for having me. Great to be here.
0: So you are head of marketing at Cure Media. For those of my listeners who may not know what Cure Media is, why don't we start with that introduction?
2: Let's do that. So as you said, we are based out of Sweden, Stockholm, but we have offices in London and Berlin as well. We have been around since since there was no such thing as influence marketing since 2014. And yeah, what we do, we focus on uh, data-driven and strategic influence marketing. And today we're one of Europe's leading agencies doing that, focusing on the fashion segment. Yeah, that's short about us.
0: Great, Sana, Have you worked at Cure Media since the beginning in two thousand fourteen? Are you one of the founders? I
2: haven't. No, okay. I'm not. No, we're, there are three founders: uh, Christian, Sam, and Babak. But I started three years ago, so I have okay. been with the company for some time. But the time, the time flies when you're having fun, right?
0: And before that, were you also involved in influencer marketing, or did you? Did you get into it with Cure Media?
2: I wasn't, actually. I worked at a B2B digital agency, working okay. with lots of digital marketing methods. But I've always been passionate about social media, Instagram, Facebook, all, all the platforms that have been around since since social media came. So this is so fun, working with what you love, basically.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I I think those of us that work in this space couldn't agree more. Uh, That's fascinating. You have both the B2B and the B2C. And since you've worked in agencies, obviously worked with a treasure trove of clients and and experiences that we can tap into today. So you mentioned to me before we organized the date of this podcast recording that you had your own research at Cure Media that uncovered some things about influencer marketing that are really important for everybody to know. So I'd like to sort of start there in our conversation.
2: Uh, Yes, earlier this year, we at Cure Media researched both consumers and brands' view on influencer marketing. And in this survey, we uncovered some really interesting facts. So in the survey, there was more than 200 marketing decision makers at B2C brands in the UK, and there were more than t- one thousand millennial consumers participating as well. Mm. And in this survey, what was really interesting was that seventy five percent of the consumers said they have once, at least once bought something recommended by an influencer. And I know myself, I can definitely count myself to those. But at the same time, on the brand side, only fourteen percent reported a sales uplift when working with influencers. Mm. And as you can hear, these two, answers and these statistics do not agree with each other. They, they do not align at all. And what we also found out, which, which is, I would say, the answer to why so many brands reported such a small uplift in sales is because only 30% of them say they know how to collect accurate ROI data from their influencer activity. And I mean, measuring ROI on marketing can be tricky, but this is far behind, for example, websites and social media, where at least 55% of the serve, of the participants answered that they know how to, to measure the channels. And, and this is a huge problem. I mean, without the correct ROI data, it's obviously impossible to measure whether the activity has been successful or to determine which channels drives the most sales, both indirect and direct. And this is... What we're going to talk about today, how you can collect this ROI data and what you should avoid uh, when doing
0: that. So, these, I assume, Sana, in the study, that all of these marketers being interviewed were all invested in influencer marketing as well, correct?
2: Definitely, yeah.
0: Okay. So, that, that's really interesting. I think for all of us listening, hopefully, a lot of people are nodding their heads because we know intuitively, we know that influencers, when, when influencer marketing, when done right, can generate sales, right? I I think we all get that. But (laughs) is it, well, I guess that's what we're gonna talk about. Is it that they don't know how to measure? Is it that they're choosing the wrong influencers? Maybe they're choosing the wrong tactics. I'm sure it's a combination of a lot of different things, but I'd be curious at Cure Media, how do you look at that? Maybe let's start with the actual measuring of the effect of influencer marketing and how it can be a little bit tricky, as you know. Let's start like, you know, unpacking there.
2: Yeah, so I would say what you mentioned, it's many different reasons for this, I think. Uh, And I would say it's mainly two aspects to look at it. So one aspect is that influence marketing still is a relatively new and evolving channel. Like a lot is happening every day, new platforms emerge, new algorithms, new ways to measure. And there is no agreed upon metrics in the industry yet. Like there are so many different ways to look at it. So that's one reason. But the other reason, which is perhaps even more important and which makes it even more tricky, I would say, is that when looking at our own campaigns since 2014, looking at the data, looking at these insights, we can see that more than 70% is of the effects is generated via other channels such as organic search, direct traffic, and paid search. And the big challenge is to understand these synergies between the different channels, like how they complement each other and how one channel, an activity in one channel leads to a result in another. So, just to give some background, influencers often play a very critical role in creating traction higher up in a funnel by starting a thought process among consumers that can Mm -hmm. eventually lead to a purchase. Yeah. We all know that. Mm -hmm. So before we went to the high streets, looking for inspiration in the shopping windows, Oxford streets, big shopping malls. But today these shopping windows are on social media. It's on, in the Instagram feed when we're scrolling. And as much as 57% of millennials in our study discover fashion trends on Instagram as an example, and Mm -hmm. this is where brands need to be. But from a sales and ROI perspective, the end result is often created as a win for other channels further down in the funnel, mm. such as, again, direct traffic, organic search, or paid search. So these channels take the actual credit for, for the purchase, even though it's the influencer in the beginning who started this traction. So I just to give an example, I mean, on my way to office today, we are actually... In an office here in Stockholm, (laughs) not working from home anymore. That's wonderful. I have my phone. I scroll down the Instagram feed and I see something on an influencer that I follow, a a jacket, for example. But I may not complete the purchase right there because, you know, I'm on my way to work. I can't focus on that right now. But later down that day, when when I sit down by the computer and I come to think of this jacket again, I probably go to Google or the direct search field and go to their website and make the purchase that way. Uh, so it will be very hard for that marketer to to know that my purchase was actually initiated by an influencer activation rather than organic search or direct traffic.
0: (laughs) I suppose it might be the case where it's an e-commerce store that is doing influencer marketing and there's a link and there's like a coupon code that's trackable, but even then not everyone is ready to purchase them. They may forget about it. And then, I mean, I think a similar analogy is podcast. I listen to a ton of podcasts and whenever i hear something interesting i will you know when i'm driving when i'm at a red light and it's safe i'll open up a new tab in my google chrome on my iphone and i'll type in the name of the company or the product so that i don't forget it so it's a similar thing and i think that it, it reminds me of more than a decade ago the beginning of social media marketing what's the roi well yes with paid social there are ways of measuring it but at the end of the day you need to be doing it as you said organically you still need a presence but you know, I would argue in order to have impact in social media, you really have to work with influencers. So it just becomes part of a digital marketing infrastructure, doesn't it? That it it's one definitely. one of many pieces of the puzzle, right?
2: Yeah, and that's definitely one of the mistake or pitfalls that many brands do today, that they work with influence market influence marketing in a silo, not mm. using it as, as you say, as an integrated part of the digital marketing infrastructure or the digital marketing mix it everything needs to go hand in hand and be measured hand in hand uh, and that's of course tricky it's yeah definitely not an easy walk in the park because then if it was possible to like if, if it was easy to measure this i promise you that much bigger budgets would be spent on influence marketing compared to if we look at the today's media mix lots of money are still put on traditional channels like TV, out of home advertising, radio, things like that, even though it's equally hard to measure. But it's easy because we've, we've done the same thing over many years. So it's harder to change the behavior.
0: Yes, indeed. Indeed. So that's definitely one of the mistakes that I think we both see in influencer marketing. What are some other mistakes you see when marketers are measuring influencer marketing? How can we best avoid these? What, what advice might you have?
2: So I would say another mistake that we see a lot and that, that I see a lot in the industry on a global level is that many marketeers and brands take a very short-term view of the channel. So if we look at our survey again, we could see that 55% of the brands expect their influencer partnerships to last less than six months, which is a very short-term approach compared to other channels. I mean, when running any form of marketing activity for less than six months, it's very hard to assess whether that it has impacted your business performance, whether it's paid search, social media, TV, or anything. And as most marketers know, what we talked about previously is that the strength of the channel is is the ability to create these brand ambassadors that can talk to your audience in a way that they trust, relate to, and rely on. And this is the relationship that you need to take time to build. I mean, a short relationship will also mean that any effect from the activity will be very short-term as well. So you both need the time to to generate actionable insights, to gather the data, to be able to to see the trends and the patterns and to analyze. But it's also extremely important to take the time to find the best influencer marketing recipe for your brand. It can be anything from which influencers you choose to collaborate, which channels you should be at, which platforms, which type of messaging, content types. And you really need to to do like what you should have done in a, let's say, paid search campaign. You would revise the bidding strategies. You would revise keywords, like where's the best sweet spot for our brand. And this is what you need to do in influencer marketing as well to really be able to reach the good results. So we always say, instead of working short-term with a channel you really need to work in an always-on manner not having these one-offs or single campaigns every now and then and i would say this is one of the most important things because as in other as in any relationship in life like a friendship or a partnership you can't just come in and whenever you need something or when it's it feels good for you you need to be there for the other part, like for for your friend, for your partner, or for your customers, always done for that relationship to 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 be strong and to consist over time. So that's one big big mistake and how to avoid that. And the third one is which we touched upon previously is to many brands measure only the direct results. Mm. As you said, the results that come from the coupon codes or the direct traffic from an influencer campaign. And this is quite natural. I mean, this is what you see when you go into Google Analytics and it's the most like basic metrics. It's easy to track, especially when it's a sales oriented campaign. But since so much of the effect is generated through other channels, this will only only give you like one little part of the truth. It will never give you the full Full holistic view of the results. This is where you can find creative and more smart ways to track the indirect results to look beyond the direct ones.
0: Yeah, that this is fabulous, son. I mean, I'm in. I'm like nodding my head while you're talking because uh, <laughs> I, you know, when I wrote The Age of Influence, I realized that if working with influencers, if the objective is to incite word-of-mouth marketing in social media, which it is, the longer that relationship, the better chances you have to make that happen. And really, as you said, brand ambassadors, at the end of the day, you want to ideally convert these influencer relationships into brand ambassadors where they're talking about you without you having to ask them, right? And have an army of these people out there. And with short term expectations, that's going to make it very, very difficult to achieve that. And I think that You know, I know that I have worked with some brands as an influencer and they look for very short term results. And then when they didn't see them, they just said, sorry, we have to sever the relationship. And so I will never work with that brand again. And I I will go out of my way to tell all my colleagues and my friends not to work with that brand either. So I think people forget. Yeah, it's not that analogy with with like paid advertising is really interesting because with Facebook ads, I think a lot of us who do a lot of them know it takes time for the algorithm and the AI to kick in. With people, it doesn't go any faster than AI people. It takes longer and longer, <laughs> longer. and longer. And everyone's yeah. so different, right?
2: Definitely. And I mean, if we, even though we follow an influencer who we have a really strong relationship to, if that influencer starts to work with a completely new brand, maybe from a foreign market, it takes time for us to get used to that brand in that influencer's feed as well. So you need to, to give it time as well for the influencer that you are collaborating with to find their right tone of voice Mm. with regards to your brand like there's there are so many things that you can fine-tune and optimize and you really need to give it time
0: yeah i it's funny i i sometimes do these like freebies to to help out some some small businesses right if i really enjoy their product so i recently did one for like a it's a it's not really a facial mask but it uses like volcanic sands and and a really, really nice, dark, it's from New Zealand, really small business. And, but it's really a fantastic product. Right. But even, even like you get the product shipped to you, but it takes time for you to understand the product and, and to experience it. Right. And with fashion you wear it once, but really it, when you start wearing it several times on several different occasions is really probably when you get a better sense as to how that best fits your body or what sort of fashions, you know, I, I'm not in yeah. fashion as you can tell, but, <laughs> but everything just takes time. It's not this immediate, they get the product, well, why, why didn't I get sales the next day after they got the product? No, um, and
2: especially today, like every, brands are, every brand is on social media today. Every brand do influencer marketing today. So it takes so much more to really stand out from the crowd, to really connect with your audience compared to yeah, like five, ten years ago, when it was such a new thing, it yes. was much easier to create, to create, to stand out and to do something different. But today, it's, it takes a lot, which makes it more tricky, of course.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a noisy place out there. And uh, yeah, <laughs> if you think you're the first ones to engage with that influencer, you're probably not. <laughs> so...
2: Probably not. <laughs> Sorry to say.
0: <laughs> Sorry to say. So, what are some ways in which we can best measure the full effect of influencer marketing beyond these direct results. What advice do you give your clients?
2: So what we usually start by doing and what we recommend, like if someone asks me and a quite easy way to start is to compare selected periods, let's say in Google analytics. Mm -hmm. So you can create a view over a selected periods when you know that the influencers have been posting It can be a specific week or a specific month Uh, and based on this period, based on this data that you can see, you can then compare the results from a preceding period, uh, the same period of time, depending on how long you have worked with the channel, if it's the previous week or a month or best case, even year, uh, if you have much data to go on, you can more easily distinguish clear peaks in your other channels. Let's say we look at last month you, and you know that, okay, so this month we had 50 influencers posting about our brand, about our product. Uh, and you, then you can probably see clear peaks in, let's say, organic search, direct traffic. Uh, and if you haven't done any major changes in those channels, like if the budgets are the same, the tactics are quite the same, you can quite easily attribute those Changes or improvements to influence marketing. And if you do this over time, if you have this as a routine to to do a very concentrated period of publishments among influencers, you can over time see trends and patterns, and it will eventually become easier to draw conclusions to learn based on these insights and data. That's a quite easy way to get started. And you have the data at hand, you just need to make sure that. You know what you have done and haven't done in the other channels and also making sure that the influencers post under a concentrated period of time so that it's not too spread out.
0: Sana one, that's great advice. Another one that I always give my clients is to focus on a product. It's the same thing, but if every influencer is focusing on one of many products you have, you can obviously compare the sales of that product to the others and see the potential upload, right? Once you get creative with it, so long as you can define product, channel, time, it becomes a lot easier to attribute that to that uplift from influencer marketing, correct?
2: Definitely. I agree. Um, And another thing, another tactic that we used to do is to use assisted conversions in Google Analytics. Mm -hmm. So what many brands do today, even though this is a quite common feature to use in other settings, it's quite common that you only stare at the last click report. Like where does this purchase come from? It comes from Google search, brand search, direct traffic, great, nice. perfect. And I mean, of course, Google wants to, to take the credit for the traffic to the website to, for, their, like, for themselves. I Always. mean,
1: that's,
2: <laughs> that's their own product. So what you need to do is to use assisted conversions. So looking beyond the last click, see what did the customers do before they ended up on this final purchase action which channels have been included along the way which pages have they been on like really take your time again (laughs) time is important here as well to really invest resources and time to dig deeper into the reports and to really make sure you understand what has happened before the purchase was made. So this is a very strong one. We work very much like this with our customers that we get access to their Google Analytics and help them really understand Hmm. where does the traffic come from? Uh, Because this is where so much of the traffic can be directly attributed to other channels or from the other channels.
0: Gotcha. So we're we're coming near the end here, and I know we already sort of touched upon this, but I know it's something that you and everybody at Cure Media is passionate about and I'm passionate about as well, is this long-term approach to influencer marketing. I just wanted to give you a chance to go uh, I, a little bit deeper on that topic and explain why it's just so important when it comes to working with influencers.
2: Definitely. And as you said, this is something that we love to talk about because we really see this as this is one of the keys to how you succeed, to have this always on long-term approach. And it's actually really relevant right now because a really common question we get is, okay, so how do we succeed in quarter four during Christmas, Black Friday? Like what campaign shall we do to stand out from the crowd to really drive sales? Yeah, you know the drill. So the answer to that is that you can't just pop in during Christmas or during Black Friday and think that you will make a big, of course, you can make a big noise, big effect right now, right here, right now, but it will not last for a long time if you haven't built up this presence during the whole year. So so yeah, if we go back to what we talked about previously, is I think what brands really need to remember is that this short-term attitude towards influence marketing, this campaign-based approach, is in direct conflict with the primary strength of the channel, which is relationship building, authenticity, credibility. And I think, as I said before, just like in real life, it takes time to build trust and relationships. And taking a short-term approach to influence marketing is not the best way to go as this ignores the actual goal and value of the channel. So yeah, to get maximum results, I really think you should not only know how to measure the ROI correctly, but you also need to, to spend lots of time, resources to monitor and optimize a channel month by month or even week by week. Looking at, again, if we go back to the paid search metaphor, like just like you, revise ads, bidding strategies, content, keywords. There's a lot of things you can learn and tweak and optimize with influence marketing as well. And you can look at the content, which lands the best, which message resonates and which platforms deliver best, which influencers perform the best, finding lookalike audiences based on that. And this monitoring needs to be consistent in an always-on manner until you, as a brand, brand find the unique recipe to deliver on that objective or, or the product of that campaign. So, so yeah, uh, taking a holistic approach to the channel, having a long-term view and don't expect the results to come after just a week or a month, but really be in there for the long run. Get to know your audience, uh, get to know what works best for you, and make sure that you measure influence marketing, not in a silo, but together with your whole marketing mix and looking beyond the direct results.
0: Yeah, amen, Sana. So much good stuff there. <laughs> so many words of wisdom. You know, my listeners... <laughs> There's a lot of agencies out there that will say, well, you need to blog for two years before you show up in the search engine results. Not true. There's some agencies who push things because they want your money. But in this case, with influencer marketing, you really do need to have that long-term approach To get that ROI for all of the reasons that Sana, you know, went over and for everything I wrote about the age of influence. So hopefully that you you understand that as well. And Sana, if you know, my listeners are interested in connecting with you or finding out more about care media, where should I send them? So,
2: oh, we're everywhere right now, but we, we are on LinkedIn, Cure Media, Instagram, Cure Media, and you can also listen to our podcast, Influencer Marketing Talks, if you want to hear us talk more about influence marketing, always on and measuring all, all fun things related to influence marketing.
0: Excellent. Yeah, we could really geek out over this stuff. So, <laughs> But I want to be respectful of your time as well as my listeners' time as well. So thank you very, yeah. very much for all of the uh, advice and for sharing all of your experience and wisdom with us today.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. You know, Sana's incredibly resourceful. Cure Media sounds like they're doing great work. You should definitely reach out to them, not just if you're in Europe, but anyone that's looking to engage with an influencer marketing agency. And I think we'll be hearing a lot about them well into the future. I also want to thank those of you that have Gone out of your way to actually review this podcast. Recently, I had two reviews. Neil is the best of the best when it comes to influencer marketing in the digital space. He is a true professional who leads everything out in the field when it comes to his research, content, and speaking. The podcast is truly inspiring and educational, the perfect mix. Love it. Thank you, Max Branding. And uh, this is one of the most insightful podcasts I've ever come across. Neil does such a great job of sharing his wisdom. I love how he leads meaningful conversations with guests who bring so much experience to the table. Highly recommend checking the show out. You won't be disappointed by A. Sobering. Both of you, thank you so much for these reviews. As a podcaster, as a content creator, it can be quite lonely when you're speaking into a microphone. In this case, I'm looking out at all these, uh, the night skyline of Tokyo that's in front of my hotel window. So your writing review obviously helps expose this podcast to more people. But from a personal note, it really make me happy and make my day. If you go over to my podcast website, which is podcast.neilshafer.com, you'll find all the show notes from all the episodes. You'll be able to search for all of them, find your favorite episodes on whatever topic you're looking for. And hey, there's also a section where I do showcase these reviews. And part of this platform that I use for the podcast website actually... Will automatically sort of tweet and post those reviews in social media as well. So don't be surprised. Hopefully, you'll have something nice to say. But if you see your words in social media, don't say, I didn't tell you so. But anyway, regardless, uh, any review, any subscription to this podcast really helps. And I can't thank you enough. All right. Well, this is Neil Schaefer from Tokyo, Japan, your digital marketing coach, signing out.
1: You've been listening to your digital marketing coach. Questions, comments, requests